Welcome to the Future Done Right podcast, where we examine the future of business to bring lessons to you, the business owner or the business leader, about what the future of business is, key lessons that you can implement now. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel where we put the original videos from our interviews at Future Done Right. Yes, the Future Done Right YouTube channel. And you can check us out at futuredoneright.com to get free gifts, books, and other materials that can help you prepare for the future of the business. Let's jump into today's episode. Hey everyone, it's CR Sean. Welcome to another edition of the Future Done Right Show. Joining me again is Chris Stevens. We're going to be getting into data, privacy, security. Uh, Chris is great. He's out there in the world working with organizations on getting their stuff done. Has a great background for those of you who didn't catch a prior episode. But he's the guy we want to be talking to. We're going to be getting deep on this. This is an issue that keeps coming up more and more in the media, but also more and more in the real life. So excited to get into it here in a minute. Uh, before we get started, just a couple preliminary matters. I'm the Arshan. I'm a corporate lawyer by training. For those of you who don't tune in as often, I help people with ownership and control of their business. So that's mergers, capital raise, contract negotiations, partnership agreements, uh, work a lot on the future of business. And that's where this show comes in, is giving you tools, business leaders, business owners, to think about what's going to happen in the future, what we need to be thinking about now for our business. Of course, Everything I do comes with a flavor of do business differently, encouraging people to be unique and different in business, find their way. Um, and I want to get your comments and ideas. So as you're watching this, drop your comments wherever you're watching. You might be watching our Sean McBride fans on his Facebook. You might be watching on Future Done Right YouTube. You might be picking up one of our LinkedIn feeds. Wherever you're at, drop a comment. Let us know what you're learning from the show. Also, what challenges you have, what you want us to talk in the future. Chris has been on the show a few times. I'm sure he'll be coming back again. So if you give us ideas of what you're dealing with, we'll try to get you some content, which will help point you in the right direction so you can start following up. Uh, in that connection, I want to remind you, we don't do investment advice. We don't do legal advice. We don't do security advice on the show. This show is just for your education. We talk very generally. If you need specific advice for your business, consult an appropriate advisor to get you the answers. Uh, we're here just to give you education to further you along, get things moving, but we do look forward to hearing from you and your comments and your ideas because we want to make this interactive. So jump in, folks. Let us know what you're learning. Let us know what you want to learn in the future. With that, welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks for joining. Uh, you're very welcome, Sean. I'm glad to be here. You know, this you really picked a good topic. I always enjoy our shows, and this is one that's just been coming up. You know, I was, uh, I was in an event recently, earlier this week, and you know, one of the attendees pulled me to the side and they were like, you know, what is going on with all this data and, and surveillance and privacy? And I said, well, we're in a changing world. You know, so what do you what have you been seeing lately, Chris? Well, I've been saying, you know, you know, we've had a number of breaches. They continue. Yep. I'm seeing a lot of legislation that's being passed here in the United States, you know, following up on the uh, California Consumer Privacy Act. Yep. Washington's close to uh, passing its law. Utah's passing a law. And what it comes down to, Sean, is consumers are concerned that these companies are collecting too much information. And oftentimes they collect it without the individual's consent. Yeah. And, and, so, and, and that's right. Well, okay. So we got two issues, right? We got laws coming on board, which you just flagged. And I want to dig into that a little bit because, I mean, it's right the way it's happening in the U.S., unlike Europe, here we get 50 states of laws. 
uh, and 50 potentially different laws. And then the second point you flagged, which is, you know, people don't even, a lot of people don't know that what data they're giving out, right? So we got two big issues pending right there. I mean, we've seen it, Sean, you know, and this is across the globe. You know, in Belgium, Facebook's been told to stop collecting data yeah. because the Belgian government has said that, you know, they collect a lot of that information without consent. So they said, until you fix the problem, don't advertise here. You know, we saw Uber. You know, Uber's app was collecting data on individuals five minutes after you left the vehicle. Yeah. You know, we've got, you know, again, there was an app that was out there, uh, the Family Locator app, that was collecting information on somewhere like 238,000 people. And it was collecting information, locational data on where your kids were, where, where relatives were, but they were saving this information in an unencrypted database that anybody could go online and find out information about where your 13-year-old daughter is. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, that's just crazy to think about. It, it's crazy, and it's not doing due diligence and due care. In today's age, you said it, things are, are changing. Companies yeah. have to understand that these laws want them to be viable, but at the same time, these laws also want you protected information. Only collect what you need for that legitimate lawful or business purpose. And then when you don't have a legal or lawful reason, get rid of it because we're starting to see, you know, we want to do big data analytics. Data equals dollar signs. Yep. And so across these big techs, you know, uh, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, just sent out a letter to all the big U.S. telecoms and Internet service providers. And what it wants is it wants them to answer several questions. What information are you collecting from your customers? What are you doing with that information? Where do you store it? Who has access to it? Because I think we're starting to see a move finally toward, and it may not happen in your lifetime or mine, to where we're pushing toward this national data privacy law. You nailed it, Sean. The states are tired. They've got to protect their residents. Mm -hmm. If you yeah. go back and look at the Illinois law, and now Florida has a biometrics law, to where now you can't collect that biometric data without explicit consent. You know, Utah's law says, hey, you can't even share that information electronically unless you have consent because of all these data breaches. You know, we're tracking individuals. You know, there's a, uh, you know, we used to use this when I was in the military and in the intelligence community where we use geofencing, the technology yep. where we cordon off an area. And then we collect defensive uh, device identifiers like IP addresses so we can see where, which businesses you frequent, where you go, so we can track your locational data. And what we're finding is lots of times, that's used from an advertising standpoint, mm -hmm. the sheer tones of data that they collected on you and I so that they can market to you and they use geofencing. They were using it for that the app I talked about, yep. uh, Family Locator, and then they'll be pushing out, you know, advertisements to you. And Sally is not going to get any better, Sean. Well, well, yeah, let's zoom in on these business models. I mean, you know, even before Facebook started having the privacy breach, people knew years ago, at least the people that were looking into it, they were making money off the data. They're not charging you to use Facebook, right? And Facebook's got costs. They've got to pay for servers. They've got employees doing updates or upgrading the software. You know, they, they got a lot of cost. And so where are they getting the money from? 
they were obviously selling data, right? So any of these businesses, all these free apps you're downloading, mm -hmm. you know, obviously that's the revenue model is they're doing something with your data on the back end or else they would be out of business. They couldn't pay. Right. And, and that's what Mark, if you look at Facebook, and I don't want to use the word for Facebook, but Facebook's under siege, mm -hmm. you know, and, and it, it, you know, this isn't me picking on Facebook, but Facebook is no different than the other big companies that collect their data. Yeah. You know, without our consent. But, you know, we had Mark Zuckerberg in front of uh, Congress and C at C-SPAN, and, you know, he admitted it. You know, they don't sell, you don't pay for their services, but they use your data for advertisement and for revenue generation. Yep. They need access to the data. And it's becoming more and more, We, you know, we're doing business intelligence, we're doing using, you know, artificial intelligence to be able to analyze that data, to mine it based on what your preferences are. You know, I'm sorry, Sean, I'm sorry. I'm just, well, I want to, I want to expand on that point. I mean, that's exactly why Facebook is so profitable because, you know, as an advertiser, and I've done a few Facebook ads over the course of my business, you dial it in, right? You're like, I want people in this country, in this demographic, you know, that are interested in this or that. And I mean, you can really, really narrow target who that ad gets in front of. And, and that's powerful for a business advertiser. And that's, that's very enticing, but that's the use of that data. They collect your data. I mean, I mean, you made another great point. You know, RTV, real time, you know, bidding to where they auction off your data, you know, so they can get that advertisement sent to your, your mobile device. Yep. And the problem is this, like I said, you can go back and look at all these laws I've talked about. You, know, you can talk about the GDPR, you can talk about the California um, law itself. The intent is for those companies, if they're doing ethical, legal, and lawful business practices or following them, they can make a buck. Yep. But they had a Google CEO in front of our Congress recently and, and, you know, he was getting hammered because Google's mobile apps were tracking people and their locations, regardless if the phones were on or off. Yeah. You know, you got in the phones, you could, and when you tried to turn off, like on your Apple phone, these were Android phones, but when you turn off locational services, you really weren't turning them off. They still were tracking your location. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of people have had that experience that either because the way the software is written or because the way it's set up, you don't even really realize what's going on, right? I mean, you know, you've got switches and settings all throughout your phone, mm -hmm. um, you know, and from a user's perspective, unless you're a guru, you don't know where all the settings are. I don't know how many times, you know, I've had to struggle through the menus of my phone to try to do this or that. Mm -hmm. and you don't even know where the stuff is because there's so many settings. Um, and so, back to the core point, a lot of us just don't even know what true privacy we have. Yeah, or, or the lack of privacy. You know, I was driving uh, one day and I get this, my, my phone is just blowing up and it's my girlfriend, she's calling me. Yep. And she said, why did you send me this map? And I said, I have no clue what you're talking about. What are you doing over there? And what had happened was, you know, my phone had sent her one of those location maps yeah. that iPhone stores. So it's just an example. Those systems are always on. Yeah. They're always, we have more and more technology, the advances in technology, Internet of Things. Those systems are always collecting data. Yep. Yeah. 
you know, you look at the case that we saw with, uh, not about two years ago or so, with uh, um, Alexa and Echo. Mm -hmm. I think it was in Arkansas where, you know, law enforcement wanted to put uh, Alexa's, Alexa on the stand because they thought that the Echo had captured information or collected it on that pertained to a murder investigation. Yeah. And so, you know, the collection, these laws that we're seeing, you know, in almost every state is considering revising their laws based on the GDPR, going after, for, for some cases, trying to really reel these companies in when it comes to data collection and protecting the data. Yeah. And they collect far more data than they need oftentimes for that legitimate purpose. And again, it puts you at risk. Yep. Well, let's, let's, speak, let's speak a little to the audience. You know, we're primarily geared to business owners, but these are also people who are, you know, real live users of these things, right? Your business is using these, so your business data is potentially not private. It's going up to these things. Um, you're probably collecting data directly or indirectly. If you have an app or if you have something going on, you're collecting data. You may not even realize you're collecting data, but you're collecting it. Um, so you've got to, you've got to understand that. So I think, I think the first part of this for everybody is just get some awareness. And I think, you know, the marketplace is struggling with that, right? I mean, you, you've been talking a lot about it, Chris, and bringing us up to speed, but you know, a lot of us just don't even know where the data is or what it looks like or, or what's happening with it. Um, and you're you know, exactly right. You know, when they, you know, when they first rolled out the, uh, California Consumer Privacy Act. Yep. You know, the first thing they said was, go know thy data. Know where it is in transit, at rest, and in use. Right. Yep. You know, what people don't do are, there are things that we can do. You, know, you can turn it off. You know, I love ways when I turn off my locational services, it doesn't work. So you got to make a decision. But yep. we need to start reading these privacy notices. You know, seeing what a company says about what it does do and what it doesn't do with your with your data. And yep. then if you have a complaint, if you don't like those practices, do something about it. Yeah, and that's and that's the problem, you know, and I know as a lawyer, and this happens somewhat in securities laws, but it seems to happen a lot in this consumer facing privacy stuff, is you know, you bury stuff in, in the text, right? I mean it's just, you know, unless you're a very good reader, um, who reads all this stuff, right? I mean, you know, you want to use your phone. You know, you could end up spending, you could spend a whole day reading all the privacy notices on your phone, you know, and from a practical standpoint, most people just don't do it, right? They click the button and they move on. Um, and I think a lot of companies don't know where the data is. I was on a panel on the Internet of Things about a month ago at a legal conference. And we were talking about the legal implications of the Internet of Things. And you're just talking about proliferation of data. I mean, there's probably companies that are storing data coming off of internet-connected devices, refrigerators and, um, you know, Alexas and everything else, and they don't even know what data they're collecting, right? It's just piling up somewhere in some database. And they don't know. You know, there's there's a concept that's been around since the 90s. Uh, and now, you know, you've got laws like the GDPR and others that have written it into law, this concept of privacy by design, privacy by default. Mm -hmm. Where when you're rolling out and developing these products, service, and apps, and you look at your business requirements and your technical requirements, you got to consider the privacy requirements and bake in those controls. Yep. Limit what you collect, how it's used, who can access it, how long you keep it, 
and then when you get rid of it. You know, you, you brought up a good point about these smart technologies. Uh, not too long ago, there was at Christmas time, we had this beautiful little doll, my friend Kayla. Mm -hmm. And every little girl wanted a my friend Kayla. Yeah. Unbeknownst to the parents, my, my friend Kayla or Kayla was collecting information. <laughs> yeah. It didn't have the appropriate security safeguards in place, privacy controls. So they had a certified ethical hacker go in, hack into my friend Kayla, make her say certain things that she shouldn't have said inappropriate. And then on the back end, parents didn't know that this information was being transcribed by individuals. And then information that they were transcribing wasn't just Kayla saying, hey, you've got pretty hair today. Yeah. But some real sensitive information that's being collected. So, you know, companies have a responsibility. There you is know, certainly an ethical duty and getting to be more and more of a legal duty to it is. lock this down. Um, you know, it raises an you know, that's an important sub point is, you know, even we talked earlier about Facebook and the free apps, but, you know, more and more, and I see a lot of business plans and I get called in to look at business plans and a lot of companies, even ones that are selling something for profit, like, you know, this, like this, this friend toy, um, they also want to make money on the back end from the data, right? So everybody, everybody's getting more and more in the data game and even exactly. Starbucks, Target, they want to know what your consumer buyer habits are. They want to build these huge databases so that they can figure out how to sell more. And, and you know, again, it's always not about selling. You know, you've got these loyalty cards. I'm going to give you a discount if you sign up, you know, at your grocery store or at your local store. And then in exchange for those services, unbeknownst to you, that information is being collected not only – from the store's perspective, to advertise to you, but that information is being shared with others. Yeah. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, the ability of companies to collect our data and sell it for a buck. Yeah. And, and, and the breaches are getting worse. You know, you know, I was back, I was working with a client, and, uh, you know, he was trying to justify his privacy program. And so we were looking at some of the case studies and breaches. You know, when you collect information and you don't protect it, and if you go back and look at mergers and acquisitions, yep. you look at the Yahoo Verizon merger, you know, Yahoo had the breaches. They had to disclose that information. You know, its value dropped $316 million or billion dollars, million dollars, I think it was. Yes. And so there is a cost for noncompliance. You yep. know, you've got to protect the data. And, and these laws themselves, many of them aren't explicit enough. They don't tell you which type of security wrench to use to turn that privacy bolt. Yeah. But they will require you to have, you know, you know, appropriate security safeguards in place, administrative, physical, and technical. And you've got to build that into your business model. You've got to build the, yeah, the back end to support that. So, so where do people start, Chris? So, you know, that business owner is watching this maybe – just getting familiar with data, maybe there, maybe the light bulbs going off, you know, hey, we might be collecting data on our website or our phones or other places. What do they start doing now? The first thing they do is they need to go out and do some data mapping, find that data, where it resides, what systems collect it, make a determination if these systems are actually collecting, you know, what we call as personally identifiable information, personal information. Yeah. Do an inventory. And then what they need to do is go back and look at those applicable laws. 
Right. What do they say about how I have to collect this information, use it, who I can share it with? And then once they've done that, they've got to go and write effective policies and train your workforce. Mm -hmm. And make sure those contractors and third parties that process information on your behalf also have the same level of protections in place. Because I'm telling you, Sean, non-compliance equals pain. Yes, big pain. Those administrative fines, and they're becoming more and more, you know, we're quickly approaching just like a data breach notification requirements. Yep. Every state has one. Every state, to include our territories. And now we're going to see these many GDPR-like laws that are there to merely force companies to really manage and process this data in accordance with the law. And when you don't get it right, they don't care about your size. You know, Target and, and Facebook can get fined all day. You're a small, small and pop. You're going out of business. Yeah, could, could well be. Could well be. So, Chris, you've been a wealth of information as usual. How do people check out your work and get more familiar with what you're doing and if they need your help? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You know, I'm, I've got, a, you know, my website. I publish a uh, newsletter daily. Yeah. I call it the Privacy Legion. And then they can also just come to my uh, website at www.cdssllc.com and just send me an email. Yep. Contact and we can talk. You know, I'm not going to, like you said, I'm not here to give you legal advice, but we're all in this fight together. Yep. Let me help you. Fantastic, Chris. Thanks for joining us, folks. Pat yourself on the back for working through another episode, learning more, uh, getting more up to speed. want to encourage you to futuredoneright.com. Check out our past guests. Check out our upcoming episodes. Get on our email list as well. Get on Chris's email list. Get on our email list so we can bring you updates on what the future of business is, what's happening. Of course, make sure you subscribe and ring the bell on the Future Done Right YouTube channel so you can get these videos as they come out. Uh, but Chris, thanks for joining us and being such a wealth of information for our audience and helping some folks today. No, Sean, thank you, um, because I think you and your show are great. You know, in every mind that you educate and every, any person that listens to you will find it will be better off after watching your show. That's our goal is to make it better for business owners. So folks, we'll be back again soon. Chris, thank you so much. You're very welcome. And that concludes this episode of the Future Done Right podcast. Make sure you check us out at futuredoneright.com to get free books on the future of business and other reference materials. Make sure you subscribe to the Future Done Right YouTube channel and click the bell to get notifications. And make sure you subscribe to our podcast on popular podcast platforms so you don't miss another episode. We look forward to seeing you on a future edition of The Future Done Right Show.